Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Wednesday, April the 26th, and our most read story on the website today is that a shopping centre in Dover is closing down after more than 20 years. If you've ever been to the town, you may well have seen or been to De Bradley Wharf, which is next to Wellington Docks and very close to the seafront. Well, it's been confirmed it'll shut for good on Friday, July the 14th. The discount centre had 10 outlets, including Hush Puppies, Scopes, Pavers Shoes and Class. Lauren joins me now with more on this story. Lauren, a real shame for the town. Yes, absolutely. And as you say, it's been there for two decades and was initially created for customers using the nearby cruise terminal. More than 30 members of staff are set to lose their jobs and some stock is already being cleared from the site. And so why is it closing? Well, management have told us it's down to a huge rise in energy bills, which has made the centre unviable. They've explained how their gas bill for the past winter went up five times from £3,000 a month to 15000 They were also facing having to spend £100,000 on renovations and 50000 on insulation. And as I mentioned, it'll be shutting this summer. Yes, that's right. The site the outlet is on is actually owned by Dover Harbour Board and even though the lease ended in April, they've given bosses permission to stay for another three months. Staff have been told the sad news and the site manager, Sally-Ann Vokes, told our reporter how she felt sorry for younger workers with families. Lauren, thank you ever so much. We've also been getting reaction to this story today from Joe James, who's the chief executive of the Kent Invicta Chamber of Commerce. It's both sad and disappointing to hear the news that they're closing, but to be honest, I'm not totally surprised at the announcement. On a personal note, I've been a regular visitor and I have noticed a gradual decline in both the offering and the footfall over recent years. The site does have a large footprint and there's no doubt the escalating energy costs will have a significant impact on their overheads. I mean, this is something that we're hearing from all retailers. Um, Well, in fact, not just retailers, we're hearing it from businesses right across the board. For all businesses, but particularly those in the retail and hospitality sectors, the impact of high inflation is now becoming very visible. You know, they're having to contend with increased costs across the board, unparalleled utility costs, increases in business rates. And then if you add in consumers cutting back on spending, it makes for a very unsustainable future. But once inflation drops, we should see consumer spending start to increase. But in the interim, you know, these businesses need to continue. Uh, They need to be able to continue to trade. And to do that, they do need further help from from government. You know, and that help is is in things like business rates and, of course, uh, looking at their utility costs. The changing consumer buying patterns has dramatically altered the shape of our high streets. But out-of-town shopping outlets have tended to fare better over the last few years. But I think the current economic climate is affecting everybody, uh, regardless of where their location is. And, you know, retailers need to really look at now, you know, what can they do to, to attract people through their doors? You know, how can they diversify, particularly looking at both having a a physical and also an online presence? 
And also, I think they need to look at, you know, how can they add value to that shopping experience? Because, you know, to entice people out now and to spend money, um, you know, it needs to be something different and there needs to be added value. Meantime, a hair salon near Dartford is being forced to close after 32 years, again because of the cost of living crisis. The owner of Hairlight Express in Stone says the rent has increased by £2,500, while bills and stock prices have doubled. They're due to shut in June. You can read both of those stories on Kent Online today and leave your thoughts by posting a comment or adding a comment on our socials. And this news was breaking as we recorded today's podcast. A shopping area in Dartford has been evacuated after a suspicious package was found. Police were called to Prospect Place where the entrance to the car park had been shut off. Now we're told an alarm went off at around 12.15 before officers put a 100-metre exclusion zone in place. Shoppers were told to leave the area and then couldn't return to collect their cars from the car park. Well, one witness who was in Costa at the time has told Kent Online that they were just having a drink when a man in a high-vis came in and the whole place was being evacuated within three minutes. They looked up the road, they saw police blocking the entrance to the retail park and putting blue and white tape up. They also told us there was a blue car in the cordon with a bag and satchel next to it that officers were looking at. Well, Rihanna Blake and Lily May were also in the area at the time. We were literally standing here and the guy in the truck, he started, he started shouting. And, and then the bomb just went off. Like 0.5 oh, just, seconds later, a big bang. The, bomb just the bang just went off. Um, it was yeah. it was actually really scary. I kind of run back. I didn't expect it to happen that soon yeah. and then. Honestly, what the hell? Now, the incident led to the A226 Highfield Road being closed at Spittle Street. Do listen to our sister radio station, KMFM, for travel updates and regular news bulletins. You can also read the latest and see pictures from the scene at Kent Online. Kent Online News. A surgeon has denied any wrongdoing after carrying out caesarean sections on two Kent mums who later died of herpes. 29-year-old Kim Sampson from Whitstable and Samantha Mulcahy from Hawkinge both died shortly after giving birth in 2018. An inquest has heard the obstetrician, who can't be named for legal reasons, says he was never offered a test for the virus in the aftermath. Elsewhere, a coroner's heard how firefighters who were called to tackle a blaze at a property near Folkestone didn't realise anyone was inside until it was too late. It broke out on Sunnyside Road in Sandgate on Christmas Eve last year and crews thought the building was abandoned. 73-year-old Philip Williams was later found dead. A post-mortem revealed he'd suffered smoke inhalation. It's still not exactly known what caused the fire. An inmate who was allegedly beaten up and robbed in his cell at HMP Swale site believed he'd been attacked by a prison guard. A jury has heard the victim was left with a broken jaw following the assault. Two other inmates are now under investigation over the incident. A prison officer is accused of letting them into the cell to carry out the attack. A trial is continuing. The government's plan to prevent small boats crossing the Channel to Kent is going to be debated by MPs again today. The Illegal Migration Bill would change the law to make it clear that people who use that route to get to the UK will not be able to stay in the country. Well, more than 5,000 people have arrived on small boats so far this year. The Home Secretary, Suella Braverman, says they're criminals. People who are coming here illegally are breaking our laws they are criminals and they don't have a right to be here. That is at odds 
with our values of upholding the rule of law. The Council of Europe, which promotes human rights, says the right to seek asylum is a fundamental one. Charities have also opposed the plan, saying it's inhumane. Kent Online reports. The mother of a student from Cranbrook who took her own life while at university has handed a petition to Downing Street calling for statutory legal duty of care for students in higher education. Phoebe Grime died in 2021 while studying in Newcastle. An inquest was held into the handling of the 20-year-old's mental health, but her family say the results were hugely unsatisfactory. Well, Mum Hillary has been speaking to our colleagues at KMTV. She says a duty of care exists for those under the the age of 18 but that's not good enough. There's a gap that was made in 1970 when the uh, adult age was reduced from 21 to 18 and this gap was made 53 years on and hundreds of deaths later uh, this is time to change it and we're going to change it now. We can also hear now from Phoebe's brother Hamish who says they want to see an end to negligence. We want it to be clear that it's not acceptable the way that some universities treat some of the students. Maidstone MP Helen Grant has thrown her support behind the campaign. One student dies every four days from, from suicide in England and Wales uh, and we want to raise awareness with MPs and peers from across the house uh, about this important issue. Figures given to the Kent Online podcast show a record number of police officers are now working in the county. There are just over 4,200 officers compared to 3,700 at the same time in 2020. The Crime Commissioner says it's led to crime and antisocial behaviour falling. Meantime, a promise to recruit 20,000 more officers in England and Wales has been met. The pledge was made in the Conservatives' 2019 election manifesto. A Maidstone mum says she at breaking point after three years of mice terrorising her home. Cassie Locke says she sees as many as ten every day at her house in Parkwood and can hear them crawling around at night. She's calling for more action from the Housing Association after her own traps and pest control experts were unable to resolve the problem. You can head to Kent Online today to see video of the rodents while Golding Homes say they are arranging for it to be sorted. Kent Online reports. Next today, we're going to hear from a firefighter who's warning about the dangers of leaving batteries on charge after a devastating fire killed a dog and left a man with burns. We've previously told you on the podcast how Kevin Record was asleep in his flat in Sheerness High Street when his pet alerted him to the blaze. The 43-year-old woke up to find sparks coming from his e-scooter and within seconds it had exploded. Kevin managed to escape the building but sadly his dog died and Kevin is still recovering in hospital. Well, Kent Fire and Rescue's Assistant Director for Response, Matt Debman, has been speaking to Louis. Lithium-ion batteries are a really important part of modern life and, and you find them everywhere. I mean, they're in virtually every home, uh, every workspace around. So anything from mobile phones, laptops, through to uh, electric vehicles, e-bikes, e-scooters, you name it, there's probably a lithium-ion battery in it. Um, they're a really important part of the, the, the way the world functions. Um, and in fact, they're, they're a really safe form of energy storage on the majority of occasions. What are some of the risks associated with them? Yeah, so lithium-ion batteries, as I say, the majority of the time, if they're manufactured well, if they're treated right, uh, they're, they're, they're not a risk. They're very safe things. But when they do go wrong, uh, the risks tend to be that they uh, give off a, a gas, effectively, that some people can mistake for smoke, so you get a chemical reaction that gives off the gas. That gas is very flammable and very toxic. And it can be given off in large volumes very, very quickly. And that often leads to fire 
uh, and potentially explosion. And what we see is that when we have incidents involving lithium-ion batteries, the fire develops very, very quickly. So it's a kind of a different type of risk that's out there. And so, like you say, they're a safe form. Um, So what can cause them to go wrong? So things that can cause a lithium-ion battery to go wrong include overcharging. So if you don't use the right charger with the device, that can can result in a failure and cause it to go wrong. Um, What we call mechanical abuse. So it getting bashed around. Um, you know, if you think about an e-scooter, for example, slammed up and down pavements and curbs and, and things like that, they, they don't really like to be, be knocked about like that. So mechanical damage can cause it, um, as well as things like um, uh, issues in the manufacturing process um, that can also cause an issue, although that is less common. And so what would kind of be your main tips for users? Make sure that you follow the manufacturer's instructions when you do have a lithium-ion powered device. Make sure that you buy from a reputable seller. That's particularly the case with things like e-bikes and e-scooters and online sales. Uh, if the price is, you know, looks too good to be true, it probably is. It's probably because you're buying a, a poorer product. So the quality of the product is very important. Um, making sure that you uh, look after them, that they don't get um, damaged and, and bashed around. Uh, and um, making sure that when you are charging them, you're doing it when you're awake. And when you're around, a lot of people will charge these sorts of devices overnight. Um, and that's a bad idea because when they do go wrong, as I've said previously, they will go wrong very, very quickly. Um, and the earlier you can be aware of that, the more chance you've got of um, you know, safely making your exit from, from a building. We really recommend that people don't charge them in escape routes, so corridors, stairwells. Um, because it really can compromise your ability to get out of the building if anything does go wrong. A warning for parents across Kent next after an attempted kidnapping was reported near a primary school. Kemsley Primary Academy near Sittingbourne confirmed a masked man tried to snatch a child at the recreation ground along Grovehurst Avenue yesterday afternoon. The matter was resolved by police last night, although officers were still in the area this morning. Permission has been granted for a new gypsy traveller site near a Kent village, despite claims it's already full. Maidstone Council voted to approve the plans for Olcombe near Headcorn. No members of the public wrote to object the bid. However, one councillor said Headcorn Ward has one of the highest per capita proportions of the travelling community in the country. Supporters say it's not going to have that much extra impact on the area, though. Kent Online News. Also bosses in Kent have told the Kent Online podcast that levels are in a good position, but they can't rule out bringing in a hosepipe ban if we get another heatwave this summer. It comes as bosses in the west of the country have extended restrictions despite the UK having the wettest march in 40 years. Well, here in the county, £12 million is being spent on improving supplies in Maidstone and Ashford. We've been speaking to Chris Love, who's from South East Water. All of our water resources, that's both ground and surface water, are in a very healthy position. And I would say that they're slightly above average levels. Obviously, you'd expect that as we've just had um, quite a quite a wet spring. So at this moment, we are in a healthy position and feel that if we have a normal summer, um, then we would be able to supply our customers without issue. Obviously, these improvements that we're making will improve the situation should we have an extraordinary summer um, and keep our suppliers to our customers running at higher pressures and for longer. So just to be clear, you're not you're not ruling it out this at this point. I'm not ruling it out, but I'm not ruling it in. It, it will depend on weather and customers' demand. Obviously, during the the last heat wave, we did ask our customers to um, be as frugal as they could with water. Obviously, it, it, at times of high demand, it's it's quite a 
stressed resource and we will do that again for the coming summer should we get the uh, sort of 30 plus temperatures for extended periods but i say at the moment based on a normal summer prediction we will be able to supply all of our customers in the usual way. Elsewhere, residents have been left without water after two burst mains interrupted supplies in Whitstable. At Kent Online, you can see pictures of Canterbury Road that's been flooded. Water is seen gushing towards the town centre, as has the High Street, where customers have been assured that South East Water are doing all they can to make repairs and restore supplies as quickly as possible. A Kent woman who's been trying to open her own cafe for 25 years has finally achieved her dream. Hannah Dolly worked in restaurants and cafes in the past but always wanted to run her own business. She's now set up Clementine's Cafe inside the antique store on Snodland High Street. You can follow us on socials today to see pictures of an Argentine-inspired restaurant complete with its own football chapel in Folkestone. Portinio is set to open at Folkestone Harbour Arm and is created from upcycled shipping containers. The restaurant also features a seating area which has pictures of Messi and Maradona depicted as saints in homage to the current world champions and the UK's first vegan cat cafe, which has been in the works for more than five years, is set to open in Canterbury. The unique eatery called Canterbury Tales in Mercery Lane will have 21 resident cats which customers can share a plant-based meal with. We're told it'll be up and running by the end of the month. Kent Online Sports. Cricket and Australian fast bowler Wes Agar says he's prepared to put his ego on the hook in pursuit of wickets for Kent. The 26-year-old signed on a four-match county championship Division 1 stint and played the first of those games in Canterbury in a rain-affected draw with Essex. He says he's doing his best to adapt to English conditions while Kent's next game is against Middlesex, away from home and gets underway tomorrow. And Kent's Emma Rajakanu has withdrawn from the Madrid Open just hours before her first-round match because of a hand injury. The 2021 US Open champion was due to play Victoria Tomova this afternoon. Rajikanu will now drop out of the top 100 of the world rankings for the first time since her Grand Slam triumph. But that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing and to sign up to that you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.